Hello, welcome back to Technically F1. My name is Jack, and with me today in the podcast recording studio is Rashab, and back again is Amar, because if you remember correctly, last episode we hit 200 overall listens to our podcast, uh, and we said we would celebrate the 10th episode and that milestone this episode, the 10th episode, um, if we hit that. We hit that, so we're doing this. Uh, Amar, you have already introduced yourself, so I think this is just a plug for episode five. Uh, if people don't know, you listen to the first five minutes of episode five. That's all. <laughs> Can't say much else. Um, but anyways, lots to talk about today. The F1 season is over, but my first question to you, Amar, is did you watch any of the races? Uh, is it going to be too embarrassing for me to say that I didn't? That's all right. My, no, my I mean, life the last... Is... <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I, I, my life is in... Legit, yeah, it's just so much going on in my life right now, and uh, between work and trying to go back to Chicago as often as I can and see folks, uh, I've had very little time to sit down and actually invest myself in even some of my other hobbies. So it's been it's been a tough while, but I I hope they were exciting races for you guys. Uh, Rashab, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> kind of liked it. Max won, didn't you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, so since last episode, we had the Turkish Grand Prix, which was insane. We had the two Bahrain Grand Prix, which almost killed Roman Grosjean. Yeah. And then we had the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which was a bit slow. Uh, overall, crazy. But was it what I thought it was going to be? I don't know. Rashab, what do you think? Overall. I don't really care about the race. I'm just glad Max won. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but with that comes the end of the season and the end of season young driver test. Now, somebody not so young competed in that young driver test. Uh, Amar, do you have a guess who this might be? Oh, God dang it. Um... Uh... <laughs> I really don't, to be honest. I'm excited to find out who it is, though. (laughs) Two-time world champion Fernando Alonso, who is 39, competed in a young driver test meant for 19-year-olds. Great job, Fernando. (laughs) Great job. Hold on. How does this even work? (laughs) So, the test, even the rules of it were supposed to say, right, you could only compete, or if you had competed in more than three races, you Mm -hmm. couldn't be a part of this test. But then, for some reason, they're like, you know what? No, Alonzo, yeah, you can be a part of this. That, I don't um, get it. I mean, I think there's a, di- there's a disconnect. everything at this point. Yeah, there <laughs> definitely is. Um, people were memeing it all day long, but the fact is, he's pretty speedy. He beat the Mercedes uh, in the test, and hmm. that says something, especially considering that um, Stoffel Van Dorn and Nick DeVries was in that, or in Nick the two DeVry. Mercedes test. All right, he beat those two, so that's, that's pretty good, well, I guess. I mean, he's, like, a two-time world champion. If he didn't, that would just be sad. But he's in the Renault. Yeah, Renault, still. <laughs> but Renault used to be, like, Mercedes or whatever. Aren't they Renault yeah. Mercedes? They used to have a Mercedes engine, I think. can't remember when that was, but I think they did at one point. Crazy. So they have no excuses. 
What to be? No, no, because they currently have their own engine. I think it's... they have no excuse yeah. to lose the McLaren. Never mind Mercedes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think Rashab is uh, not happy then about McLaren finishing third place in the standings. Uh, last year they were fourth, and it's just sort of gradually getting better for them. Uh, Amar, what do you think? Depending on the last time you watched a race, I don't know where they were at the time, but they sort of fell yeah. out of the top tier with Honda, so now they're coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to see them coming back. If they're actually, uh, I think I'd have to research this, but if they're actually using their own engines, that's fascinating given how uh, Renault's passenger cars are, dare I say, complete garbage. But that oh, might yeah, be stra- yeah. straying <laughs> off the, uh, the, to- the main topic here. But no, it's good. No, but that's I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, no, I, was, I mean, it's exciting to see that, you know, they, I mean, last race, uh, he won with the Renault. So that's, I mean, that's huge news, wouldn't you say? So, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but on the topic of engines, uh, mm-hmm. another thing, a very special thing happened at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and that was that Fernando Alonso was allowed to drive. The V10-powered R25 uh, for three days. Mm. Friday to practice in it. Saturday to set a qualifying lap time. And I have some data on that qualifying lap time. I'll say that soon. And then Friday, or no, not Friday, Sunday for a full race. Or not a full race, but an exhibition, essentially. Thoughts on this? What what, do you think? uh, Did you see what Hamilton said? Uh, Yeah. It cut him off in the middle of an interview. That was sort of funny. (laughs) What did he say? Yeah. This has to be good. Uh, he yeah, said that he, um, it was a beautiful sounding car. I mean, and <laughs> they should bring them back. There's something Agreed. along uh, those lines. Yeah. That's literally Can what... we unanimously agree? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and that's what every other yeah. F1 fan, I imagine, would, would, would also say. So... Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it back, boys. Yeah. So, V10, uh, I think it's an interesting choice that Renault I mean it's cool that they brought him the first championship winning one but would they want to I don't know it's sort of a weird choice of F1 cars for Renault to bring cool absolutely yeah but don't I mean if they're showcasing how great their current F1 cars are wouldn't it be good to bring maybe one of their last podium car the one of their cars that finished most recently on the podium maybe not a turbo hybrid maybe a V8 but something a little bit closer to now, demonstrating that they still are a team that's working up to being something excellent. I mean, I don't know. I don't know in the minds of those people, but, you know. I would argue that's a, that's a fantastic point, though. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the decision was or why the decision was made to bring that car. But, again, I'm also not in those people's minds. So, Yeah. Rashab, do we think that next year Renault, or what will be actually Alpine next year, could possibly be the most toxic team in F1? With Fernando. Irritable. The no, Fernando and Cyril irritable. It's going to be unbelievable. Netflix only, Drive to uh, Survive will be the best season ever next year. If only that <laughs> other guy, uh, the one who, yes, oh God. he was like, um, uh, Steiner. Oh Gunter yeah, Gunter Steiner. Steiner. <laughs> Imagine if he was their strategist. Imagine. <laughs> Unbelievable. The most toxic team in Formula One. Um, yeah. At 
that's pretty much all there is to say about Renault. But there is another team that is changing identities for next season, and that is Racing Point. Now, Amar, you may or may not mm. know this. The old Force India team was yep. bought by a Canadian guy named Lawrence Stroll, turned into Racing Point. But uh, a year or so after that, he really didn't like the name Racing Point. So it seems that he spent about a billion of his and some <laughs> other Canadians' dollars on Aston Martin. Uh, and now he's changing the name of the team to Aston Martin. What do we think about this? <laughs> my my brain hurts just trying to <laughs> like digest all of that. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I I do remember uh, that the team was sold. Um, I didn't know who bought her or whatever, but that's that's why why Aston Martin again? Because he decided to spend a whole bunch of Canadian money, like a billion dollars, and buy a controlling stake of Aston Martin. Wow. Okay. Um, probably because they have Mercedes engines in their street cars. So oh, yeah. Can get it. That's fair. It makes sense because they have Mercedes F1 engines, and yeah. that's sort of an interesting parallel, actually. Hmm. To, yeah. I didn't think of that. That's interesting. Um, but then quickly, uh, I forgot about this, but we should jump back to this. I actually do yeah. have the qualifying lap time that Fernando Alonso set on the narrow, slick tires. Uh, on Saturday when he was on the soft-ish tires. He set a 1 minute and 38 second lap time. Jeez. And and I don't know if that is, if we know Abu Dhabi Grand Prix lap times, but that is faster than last year's race lap record and close to this year's race lap record. So it was, it's certainly not slow. I think there is now certainly reason to believe that the... V10, V8 cars are considerably faster. I mean, different mm. tires. You just you fettle the cars a little bit. You give them some modern technology, and they're instantly probably a second faster than the current cars. Yeah, I can Maybe see that. Over- sure. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see somebody doing that. I know they're heritage cars, and nobody's going to mess around with them, but I think it would be cool <laughs> to see that. Okay, wait, wait uh, a minute. Good- what, was, oh, yeah. uh, what was this time again? A one minute and thirty eight second flat, I believe. Oh wow! Oh, is that good? Is that better than I thought it was? I think that might almost be like the record holder. Really? Oh, that is fascinating. Wait a minute. Let me see that. You think we're talking about Abu Dhabi right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Abu Dhabi. Dhabi race. So, if we're looking at this. If I'm looking at the right stuff anyway, Young Driver Test 2020, the fastest lap time was set by Alonzo at 136, 33. Wow, that's yeah. really fast. That's blistering, yeah, for sure. That's unbelievable. Okay. Um, The race lap record then for last year's uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was a 139, set uh, by Lewis. 139.2 set by Lewis. This year's race lap record was set by Max, but I am struggling to find it. Uh, I'll keep looking for this, but I think it was still quite competitive, or at least close. Wow. Anyways, yeah. So that that's actually it's it's quite a competitive lap time uh, from the R twenty five now. Sort of wish that car was in more sim racing games, because then people could be able to mess around with the physics that I would like to in real life in a game. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, so 
back to Racing Point. We have, yeah, yeah. So actually, right, here's the other thing. So although the son of the billionaire who bought uh, Racing Point and now is renaming it Aston Martin is going to stay on the team, Sergio Perez, it looks like, is not going to be there. Or it's confirmed, right, that he's not going to be there, and it's going to be Sebastian Vettel who's on that team. Sad. Sad for Sergio, but um, some interesting things actually have come out about his career this weekend, and I do want to mention those once we've finished up on Racing Point. It, Rashab, is it confirmed that he's leaving the team, right? I think it is. Uh, I think so. I mean, the only way he's staying yeah. in F1 is if he gets a Red Bull seat. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Apparently, there was some very grainy CCTV footage of him going into the Red Bull motorhome uh, in Bahrain. Uh, whether this can be confirmed or not, nobody knows. But well, I mean, grainy I think CCTV that... footage? That's hilarious. Isn't all CCTV? <laughs> okay, maybe it all it is. But do we think, I mean, if he's going into the Red Bull motorhome, he's either mm-hmm. taking Alex Albon's seat or he's becoming their test and reserve driver. I mean, what else could he be doing there? Nothing. Uh, making Probably friends, no. definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, that put. where do we think Alex Albon goes then if he takes the seat, uh, Rashab? IndyCar. Where do we think? So, Amar, Alex Albon is the yeah. current Red Bull second driver. Right, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. racing yep. against Max Verstappen, a very difficult teammate. But he struggled all throughout this year and last year, so it looks like he's going to get kicked off the team. Rashab, you say IndyCar. I have a second theory. Uh, hear me out on this. What if he stayed within the team and they compared his lap times to Perez's, and then they'd be able to have even more data? Because mm-hmm. it seems at this point that Red Bull just wants data, 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 because they have the data on. Uh, Gasly, they have it on Kvyat. They're going to have it on Yuki Tsunoda. Um, so it's, we think maybe. Do you think he's going to stay with the team, or is he just going to forsake them and leave? Um, I think he should just leave. But I mean, I think he'll do anything to stay in F one. Absolutely. Do you think it'll be better for his career if he? leaves F1 for a couple of years and goes to a different driver program or stays with Red Bull and still gets the beating that he is already pretty much getting at this point. He should join the uh, Ferrari Drivers Academy. Like They seem to be accepting Wait anyone. Wait a minute. <laughs> Alright, who's your, who's your example of that? Lance Stroll. I am... What? He was a member of that academy? Yeah. Oh my god. Then uh, for those who don't kicked know... Kicked out, I think. Before we left. That'll be all the point. That's actually kind of funny. Um, for those who don't know, Lance Stroll is the son of Lawrence Stroll, the one who owns Aston Martin Racing Point, that thing, that team. Yeah. Uh, so he's the driver's son. But speaking of sons of wealthy people, I know I have so many uh, transitions. Mikita speaking of sons of wealthy people, you, you knew what I was going to say. Yeah. You knew what I was going to say right before I said it. <laughs> There's going to be a new Russian driver in Formula One for 2021, and his name is Nikita Mazepin. No one likes him. Uh, Rashad, no one likes him. It's almost as bad as the Lance Stroll situation, which I made fun of him in 
the Technically F1's most recent video. Harsh, yes. Hilarious, yes. Mazepin, do we think he's actually going to achieve anything? Hopefully not. I mean, he makes Lance Stroll look like an angel. All right. <laughs> we can't go too much farther on that. Otherwise, we'll be completely demonetized for future and present things that could happen with podcasts. I mean, we probably will get but... demonetized because of saying his name. Nikita Mazepin. Right. <laughs> we can't say anything else about him. Look it up if you're interested. Don't, don't, don't look not. it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, how controversial is this guy? I need to find out now. Well, Don't apparently he's the son of a Russian chemical billionaire. Uh, mm. So that isn't great. And then he's um, had some questionable yeah. things he's done on Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it, as well as the fact that he has now more penalty points than Mick Schumacher. And he's done this in one season of Formula 2. Okay, I was going to ask. Kid, All right. I kid you not. Uh, he has more penalty points than Mick Schumacher does. Uh, yeah. And it all stemmed out of the fact when he tried to hit, what was it, Yuki Tsunoda with a bit of plastic when he was on the podium at Belgium. Uh, comical thing. I mean, w- what was he thinking? He's wow. he's not going to be well-loved. <laughs> no one likes Did him you watch- at this point. No one likes him. <laughs> Amara, I take it That's... you just looked him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, uh kinda... unbelievable. I'm, unbelievable. I'm getting up to speed guy. right now. This is pretty funny. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone really liking him given <laughs> all the news. So yeah. Go figure. Oh my god. Um. So he's joining Haas. Yeah. Uh, is that like a year thing, or is it? I think it's two contract. years. Two years. Oh, I think okay. it's twos with Mick Schumacher as well. Oh, okay. Um, Gunter Steiner made a joke, actually. He's the Haas team principal. Uh-huh. And he said that he never expected that they would be able to have a set of surnames like they did at the first test in um, Abu Dhabi. So for those who are wondering on the podcast, they had Mick Schumacher and Pietro Fittipaldi. So it's quite a good lineup of surnames. I can't imagine a team that had anything close to that. Um, Schumacher, I mean, who is Michael Schumacher's best teammate or Lewis Hamilton's best teammate? Schumacher and I guess Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton, but still it's not as, yeah. Yeah. I bet your favorite is Nico Whatever, whatever his name is. Uh, what's Rosberg? His? Yes, Rosberg, Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. Wait, do you think that's my least favorite? Yeah, I mean, don't you hate Rosberg? Or not? I don't like Ross. You like I don't like Rosberg, Rosberg. Don't I don't... You? Yeah, he's funny. Uh, mainly just because of his antics. Uh, especially the one where he drives to the pit lane at 125 miles per hour. Um, I assume they didn't have pit lane speed limiters at that time. And he just <laughs> wanted to win the race. <laughs> In this day and age of health and safety, I think he would be banned from any motorsport event ever. Jeez. Just me? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, no? He'd be arrested, okay. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's too fast to be going on yet. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Um, no, I'm not a huge Nico Rosberg fan, but he's out of the sport at this point, and he's 
started doing better things. What is he doing? Oh, is he in like FG or something? He tested a couple of Formula E cars, but I don't think he's actually driven one. Or in, in a race, at least. So... I would say, like, being kind of crazy in the pit lane. I mean, he's finished, right? Or uh, maybe he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's not fully full pure blood, pure blood Finn. But those guys are just like crazy rally drivers. That'd probably be more home for him, to be honest. Yeah. No, I think that's Reckoning you're thinking of. (laughs) No, it's all good though. Um, agreed. That would be funny though if. Uh, Kimmy or yeah, Rosberg did that. Who do you think is going to be the most dangerous like driver next year with Raikkonen and Mazepin? Yeah. <laughs> um, normally, I would say Grosjean, but he's not going to be in yeah. the sport. Um, that can't be the running joke of this podcast anymore. Then again, once he starts driving in IndyCars, we'll see what sort of antics he gets up to. We can go see the IndyCar but... race. That's a good point. Are they racing? Portland. Were they racing next year? I think they're probably an hour oh, Portland race. Wow! Like I'm literally yeah, half right, an hour be... away from the racetrack right now. That is excellent. Have you seen any, or have you gone by there? Seen a car or two going around the track? No, I haven't gone around Maybe? there, but I've seen some cars driving away. I saw like a stock car driving okay. away. Really? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, by stock car, do you mean NASCAR or uh basic Toyota Prius? It was a NASCAR car thing. Okay, okay. NASCAR car. <laughs> they just sound right. NASCAR car. No. Uh, it, do you just call them NASCARs and just stop? Where do you say NASCAR? I I call them NASCARs, but have I been calling them the wrong thing all this time? I don't know. I thought like NASCAR would be the sport and like the cars used in the sport would be NASCAR cars, but you could be right. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Up. It's sort of I, what do you what do you say? I mean, indie car. What do you say about those indie cars or indie car? car? It's so, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So who's just a lineup of them people? Rashab, shall we do a lineup of people who could be losing their seat at the end of this year? Confirmed who are losing their seat, Rashad. We have Grosjean and Magnussen. Hulkenberg. Magnussen, I think. Hulk, But he wasn't even in this year, was he? Well, he was, but do we say he's losing his seat, or is he abdicating a seat he never had? I don't know, but I mean, Raikkonen could be out of a seat, like, maybe next year. I thought they signed him for another two oh, years. okay. Or was it just one know, year? Maybe uh, after his contract, they're probably not going to renew it. He'll be like forty three then. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if Haas had been able to get Kimmy, or imagine if Alpha had been able to get Nick Schumacher. I think uh, Kimmy and don't know, Mick Mick would be the best team. That'd be excellent. Imagine you just put those two people back in Ferrari, and that would have been great. Or if you given Kimmy more time at Ferrari, if only, if only. Okay, at um, this point, Kimmy would yeah. Kimmy would have been a better person to do it than Carlos. Oh, I think so as well. I mean, Kimmy's getting a bit older, but I still think he'd be able to outperform Carlos's qualifying lap times at least. I mean, Kimmy's quite good on the qualifying. Bottas is the best at qualifying. This... Wait, is he really this year? Uh, I don't know, but like, no, he's, he's better than Hamilton in qualifying. He always beats Hamilton, and then. 
during the actual race loses to everybody. I think it would be helpful if there was four points given for pole position because that way Hamilton maybe would have more incentive to do well there, whereas he knows he can just overtake Bottas on the first corner. Or maybe Bottas would just be able to get closer in the championship. Doesn't Hamilton almost Better, have like worse? 100 like, pole positions or something? I think he's close, yeah. Amar, what do you think of that? Should there be points awarded for pole position? Amar? Can you, oh, can yeah. you hear me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Would that change the game much, to be honest? I feel like. I mean, just... there are better qualifiers than there are racers, or some people are better at qualifying than they are at racing. Lewis Hamilton has so, nine. Maybe. Yeah, it, it would bring, I think, the championships a little bit closer. But then again, it's such a weird argument because they're bringing them at, soon enough, it's going to be so close that it's almost artificial mm. for like the, um, the 2022, I think, rule changes. I mean, it's still going to be cool to see all the overtaking, but. I don't think it's about overtaking as much as it is just good racing, which is defined by battles and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Is that just me who thinks that? Or do we think overtaking is like a must? I mean, it makes things a bit more exciting, at least in the moment, but yeah, I mean, hard to say for sure if it's like a make or break type of thing. The weird thing is people are complaining about the overtakes like, right now in this season, they're like, oh, nobody's overtaking. But I don't think it's that bad. Is it just me? Like, I didn't, you know, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, I watched that, and everybody, even the commentators were complaining. And I had no clue what they are talking about. I didn't think it was that bad. Everybody was saying, oh, oh, no overtaking this, no overtaking that. Um, but was it, was it really that bad? Just me? Oh, Sean, what do you think? Fine, until you crash. Like into like a barrier or something. Like I mean, uh, remember when Lando tried to take o- take overtake Carlos, but Carlos crashed or whatever. Yeah, um, that was not a very time. smart overtake, was it? Yeah, I-, I think you generally do lose some time if you crash. Maybe no, it's just per- me, no but, Lando. Um... Uh, Lando lost time because he tried to overtake from the side. Oh, really? But Carlos crashed into the wall oh. right in front of him. Oh, Carlos. Oh, right. That was at the Russian Grand Prix. Yeah, I think. That was a bit hilarious. Lando's radio commentary was crazy <laughs> yeah. after that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pull that up. What did he say? Oh, yeah, here it is. So, why does Carlos have to be a hero and try to overtake everybody around the inside? It just doesn't work. (laughs) Thanks, Lando. Uh, Were they third place in the championship at that point? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, But I want to talk about next season as well, Amar, Mm. because do you think – or here, let me give you just a little quick update on what happened this year. Essentially, for third place in the championship – there were two contenders, or three contenders, excuse me. Uh, Racing Point, soon to be Aston Martin. Alpine, or Renault, which is soon to be Alpine. And then McLaren. Uh, those were the third place contenders. Eventually, McLaren got it. And then for the first place spot, you had McLaren, or not McLaren, Mercedes and Red Bull. Next year, do you think it could be very different 
with uh, the cars staying largely similar to this year. And really, the only big thing that's changing is like rebranding and like Sun Driver movement. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's might be a bit too premature to jump the gun and say things. I would expect things to be different. Um, now, if the first few races have some shockers, then yeah, potentially the whole rest of the season could go that route. But I don't know if I go so far to say that it's going to be super impactful. My take. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, next year's cars are about to be about tenth or two tenths of a second slower uh, every lap because of some rule changes to do with floor downforce. And this is essentially just to keep the Pirelli tires from overheating and having explosions like we saw uh, this year. Pirelli, the joke of the 2020 season, or not the joke of the 2020 season, but almost the joke of the 2020 season. Do we think that Pirelli should just make better tires and they shouldn't keep slowing the cars down? Because, I mean, this happens quite a lot. The yeah, only one. reason they're not the joke of 2020 is because of Ferrari. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, they won uh, the technically F1, F1 award of the year for joke of 2020. No, failure of 2020. Um, oh, failure of the year, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Pirelli, it's a weird thing because apparently F1 has told them, ooh, you know, you have to make these tires degrade in a certain way but why would you want them to just last that's that's ridiculous honestly but this is part of probably why over the years i've i've like ceased to watch f1 because i think some of these rules are just getting completely ridiculous like you're inherently handicapping handicapping cars just because the tire manufacturer can't make reliable tires is that is that what i'm Basically, am I summarizing it up correctly? That's, I don't know, that's just yeah, kind of yeah, nuts yeah. to me. Quite well, quite well. Um, it's a weird situation because F1 at the moment is liking themselves or they just like to sign, you know, long-term or somewhat long-term, in their mind it's long-term, mm-hmm. contracts that are like two to three years. Uh, but for Pirelli, I think we're stuck with them until 2022 before there's even consideration of another manufacturer of the tires, which is too bad because if there's competition for it, then Pirelli is going to actually put some time and effort into designing a tire that is really fast and that doesn't handicap the cars. Heck yeah. Why is There there should be competition, 100%. I agree with Rashab here. I think they don't need to be standardized. Why can't people just use whatever tires they want? But then again, here's the problem with that. I mean, you have then some people that come up with ways to have glue uh, attached to the tires or some absurd thing like that. And it's just way better than everybody else's. Right. But then I think the it, response to that is, Oh no, go ahead. No, I, I just, I, I, I think it'd be cool to have maybe a handful of manufacturers. You get like a, you cherry pick a couple tires from each one and then everyone is allowed to use these approved tires. So whatever strategy a team wants to employ, like I, we want to use this tire for this race for this race over this other manufacturer's tire. Like everything's approved, everything's up to standards, but you still have freedom of choice to use a different tire. Yeah. So yeah. that would be ideal, I think, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. That sounds good. I mean, it, it's the sort of thing where uh, 
the rulemakers at F1. I don't think they'd like that, but I agree. It's probably one of the best ways to do it and one of the simplest as well. Uh, Rashab, Amara has not seen the last few Grand Prix, so shall we update him on crazy things that okay, have Okay, uh, there's a drifting Grand um, Prix. Please go do. Ahead. Which is kind of interesting. Ah, uh, yes, okay, explain that. Max it's... literally did a 360. Um, <laughs> like, uh, and then kept going. <laughs> yep. You just kept spinning what? and spinning. Which and spinning. race was this? Yeah, it was Turkey. This is Turkey. And there's Turkey, like a okay. On the I gotta... It... <laughs> it rained in Turkey, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Pouring was rain, it pour- yeah. Was, uh, was that attributed to the spin-out, or was it just like some... Yeah, and the track surface was uh, new. Oh. Apparently there had been some sort of a, a parking lot there previously, okay. so they resurfaced it. Uh, and they had to get grip down, so people were seen drifting their cars around the track to get as much tire grip onto it as possible. Yep, yep. Uh, it didn't really work, though. <laughs> Uh, but that would have been funny, actually, if overnight they had gotten enough cars to drift through the track and, um, you know, gotten enough tire grip down. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there was a point, actually, in the race where, although it was dry enough to use the dry tires, the wet tires were actually, like, a couple seconds faster. In the margins, that race mm-hmm. were not, like, tenths of a second. They were literally seconds. Between first and second, there could literally be a second in qualifying. Uh, it was that crazy. Um, but then, I mean, it was just impossible to not make mistakes, so everybody did make mistakes. Yeah, um, fair lots of spins. Uh, Rashab, and then we went to Bahrain, and I think, would you like to summarize that entire goes on pretty much crazy? Um, uh, he ended his career s- on, like, a low note and almost died. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, his car caught on fire. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. He hit a wall, went through a wall, uh, and his car caught yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I did, I did see this. Yep, that's, that was insane. Spooky, very spooky. For sure. Um, and then Lance Stroll's car got flipped in the same race. Uh, and then there was in a fiery engine failure in the same race. That was oh, the first Bahrain race. That was, yeah, crazy race. Uh, and unlike the second race, it was extremely early in the morning, or somewhat early in the evening in Bahrain time. So mm-hmm. for making YouTube videos, because now we're not just a podcast channel, technically F1, we have YouTube videos. Oh, really? Um, yeah, indeed. I woke up at 5 a.m. to watch that race. Lovely. That's dedication. <laughs> Excellent. I did it last weekend as well, too. That was... <laughs> I, I, I applaud you, So man. tired. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, I think it would be easier to just watch the highlights at some point, and it'd be almost <laughs> as accurate. Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. But then you can't um, say you were at the whole race, so... That's a good point. It's a good point. Um, Eventually, there's going to be like a 30-minute highlights show that encapsulates most of the action so I can have enough data to make that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of the YouTube channel, quickly, before we go back and talk about some more stuff this crazy season, uh, we tried to do 
a or sort of an end of season awards show, Rob and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't either of our faults. However, it flopped quite badly. Rashab, do we have any ideas upon what could have possibly gone it wrong? It lagged so hard. I was literally watching the video on my phone. So bad. And uh, it was kind of sad because we only had two viewers and I was one of them. <laughs> we got th- the second one. We got three viewers in there. So that was nice. Um, hey, I'll be number four. It was not. A- Let me know next time. Yes, it was. It was not a success. Let's just say that. Um, who knows? Maybe another live stream coming soon. But for yeah. now, um, that's a dark art that we're going to just stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the second to last race of the season, mm-hmm. the Sekir Grand Prix, I think. Yeah, uh, we had Sergio Perez, who won the race, uh, and Lewis Hamilton tested positive yeah. for COVID. So Crazy. that was, I think, the main thing. Uh, Rashab, do you know who he was in contact with? Okay, I can hear you guys COVID? again. Okay, um, uh, okay, I, perfect. I mean, do it you know- could have been Daniel oh, Ricardo. No, but I mean, Did he have it could have been, and he could have given Daniel Ricardo <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. We've just entered uh, the world of speculation now, haven't we? Indeed, the speculation zone. The best zone to be in. But it, So, uh, did he come... When did he start racing again? How long was he out for? It was unbelievably only one race. Wow, okay. Nice. Good on him, I guess. That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The two other drivers who have gotten COVID, which Sergio I might Perez. add, have come in the Canadian Racing Point team. Perez mm. and... Lance Stroll, and both Hulk of them were out for two weeks replaced. before they came back in. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Both of them, I think, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Nico Hulkenberg, because he was out of the seat at the end of last year, uh, has been driving for Racing Point in their sim racing team and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, and he drove a Porsche GT2 RS across Germany uh, to get ready to race in the German Grand Prix this year. I want to do that. That's sort of crazy. That sounds fun. I wonder how fast he hit on the Autobahn. That would have been interesting yeah. to see. Um, yeah. Uh, but then the final race of the season, the last hurrah for F1, was at one of the worst tracks for overtaking or any racing there has ever been created, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yay. Um, it was... A bit slow, um, as most of the commentators mentioned. Even the F1 people, who literally are paid to say good things about the F1 races, <laughs> were down on this race. <laughs> and when that happens, you think there might be something wrong. Uh, I'm not sure what it could be. Maybe it's the fact that nobody overtook anybody. But something could be just ever so slightly wrong. Uh, before we jump into this race, Amar, any thoughts on making overtaking any better? Is it the track or is it the cars? Oh, guys, just just be, be more ballsy. That's all I have to say. Indeed, I don't. I don't um, think it's you can overtake anyone with any car. I don't think it's. It's not like the car is keeping you from overtaking. Now, if the guy ahead of you is just consistent, consistent, and just faster than you are, then you're not going to overtake him. Of course, go figure. 
Uh, yeah. But, you know, mistakes get made and there are opportunities um, that arise where you can't overtake. And, I mean, I think if that kind of opportunity presents itself for a driver, take it. I mean, I get, there is a time yeah. and place to be conservative, but I feel like when you get a good opportunity in a sport that doesn't give you many, uh, yeah, it'd be more interesting for the fans, too, to be honest. So overtake all the time whenever you can. Yeah. My two cents. The funnier thing, you know, and it's, it's more than two cents. That's a good way of looking at it. It's it's funny because the way these current cars are designed, they're designed in such a way that unless you're in qualifying, you're conserving most of the race. Yeah. You're not being overly aggressive anywhere. That's true. And that, I think, is where the problem stems from. If you can design a car or the regulations are in such a way that you can throw a car around for 90% of the race... I think that's great. Uh, Rashad, what do you think? Yes, good idea. Good idea. idea. Yeah, so, uh, Rashad, I'm going to say the famous phrase, and don't be scared, I'm going to design something extreme. No, no, no. I recently... (laughs) That XL, oh my god. I recently uh, was testing some Formula (laughs) 1 cars, not in real life, but in sim racing. And, uh, no, I'm happy to report... Or uh, I think it's more interesting to report that you can, as it turns out, take some of like the 2010 cars flat out. I mean, obviously, you can't go in the highest engine mode because it'll just burn the engine in a couple of laps. Um, But what you can do is you can just throw them around most laps until the tires explode. And that, I think, is A, more fun to drive, but B, probably more interesting to watch. Um. That sounds Nothing great. The problem really ultimately that. comes yeah. from economics and, uh, yeah. you know, stakeholders. Because uh, that sounds, you know, while aggressive and exciting to watch, that burns money. And ultimately, this is a sport where I would imagine preservation of cash is uh, pretty key. So I can, under- I can- I understand. <laughs> I, I'm not crazy about it, but I can understand why there's a push just to be efficient and dialed back if you will um i think you know the sport be more exciting if we went the opposite route but at the end of the day here we are so i don't see it changing anytime soon the funnier thing is they actually wanted to allow the cars to have more fuel on board so they can go flat out for more of the race Hmm. but what i think they don't understand is like people no matter what, they can be in any engine mode. You can take a race flat out. You don't need more fuel. You just don't need to put it in the higher engine modes. You can drive flat out every race or every lap of the race, mm-hmm. but you just don't need to be in these engine modes. I mean, just let's keep it simple if I'm on it. I mean, it's not that crazy to just keep it simple. Yep, that's, that's true. I mean, the aerodynamic surfaces are just so crazy these days. You know, there's been... When you look at these cars, it's just so crazy to look at them and think, oh, wow, they've spent a year and a half designing and more money than... Um, there is more... And ca- then you have people... No, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shot, they also it. spend more money than, like, <laughs> like, whole, like, small countries. Like... Yeah. <laughs> no, crazy it, to it, think about, but... The, the sheer money really and the sheer, like, aerodynamic research and development that goes into it like they have more like uh, i feel like they have more aerodynamic technology than 
a typical airliner does, the way these cars look and the way they perform. It's just nuts. Yeah, it's on their point about planes. You put an F1 car and you put a plane next to each other and you think to yourself, now, wait a minute. How on earth is the F1 car looking more complicated than the plane on the exterior? Exactly. And although the plane inevitably has all sorts of little advanced surfaces under the surface that you can't see, it's still really interesting. Like on the outset, the F1 car is more advanced. Yeah, yeah. Or it looks more advanced. Agreed. It's crazy. Um, yeah, let's see then. Oh, actually, quick thing. Uh, they spend all this money, and generally it goes to great use, but Rashab, I have to make one of the last Grosjean jokes of the season. Generally, when you give it to Roman Grosjean, it's wasted, okay, and it goes into the wall. Not, um, sorry, Roman, okay. I need to keep making these Good jokes. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I need to... It, it, it's gotta keep happening, right? Till the end of this... Well, like, till the beginning of next season, yeah. I'm gonna keep these jokes up, only because... Only because we're talking about money, though we can't, but we can. Like with um, yeah. Why do they care if it's illegal money? I mean, if if it's like in a different country, (laughs) just export the money as quick (laughs) as possible to a non-extraditing country. (laughs) I I take your point. But what happens when we start having races in uh where's the drug capital these days? I don't know. Um we know, we don't know, no? Okay. Um Rashad, is there any place with shady money that we can speak of without Russia. getting extremely demonetized? <laughs> okay, Russia. Why don't we have twenty two races in Russia then? <laughs> I think there's just It'll be weird. Hello, and welcome back to the Russian Formula One Championship. This year, we have an all-Russian driver lineup uh, backed by their all-Russian okay, but the Russians, fathers. like, I mean, the Russian drivers that come into the sport are mostly, like, really rich. Yeah, he's not, he's not rich. Is he rich? But, Actually, like, most of them. To... Okay. But... Mazepin and the other few, yeah, they're rich. And but uh, Kvyat doesn't see. have sponsors. I'm just gonna look up. Oh no, go ahead. I think he does. I think at this point he does. Um. Yeah. Just looked at the general search term "rich F1 drivers" and Kvyat did not come up. What a waste of my time. Um. Anyways. Yeah, sponsor wise, do we think? That more sponsors, I mean, there are cars that have a lot of sponsors, right? And in theory, you'd think, oh, those are top cars, more sponsorship, more money coming through the team. But inevitably, it isn't. And the car sometimes with the simplest livery, the red car, has the most sponsorship money, a.k.a. the Ferrari. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know really what to say about this. Should F1 allow any sponsors through the door? Yes, they should. I mean, shady I sponsors usually have a lot of money to okay. put in. Like, uh, what's the drug yeah. dealer's name again? El Capo. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, it was Escobar, Pablo Escobar. Was it? Pablo Escobar oh, right. offered to sponsor, uh, <laughs> uh, like, Ricardo Londo. Oh, God, or right. That was crazy. Bernie Ecclestone just wouldn't yeah. stand for it. Yeah. 
Oh, poor Ecclestone. Uh, you had to deal with that. But I just, all right, you guys, I have to interrupt. And I know we're getting on in the podcast. Uh, don't want to have too many of these interruptions. But guess what, you guys? We need to talk about this. We need to pause F1. Because guess who just announced they're going to be back in prototype racing for 2020 whenever. Or 2020 whenever. Yeah, guess Porsche. who? Yes, they just announced yeah. it. Porsche is coming back to Mobile. They need to bring 919 and um, their 917s that's very exciting. and all that stuff. I love their 917, actually. I think it's the 920. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I hope it's exciting because now Audi and Porsche are both going back to internal combustion motorsport. This is so exciting. Um, Amar, are you excited? Uh, I take it. He's not excited. But the okay, 917 has um, such a beautiful interior. Um, right? It's like the most comfortable motorsport. Yeah. Yeah, it's Rashab. What sort of a um? It says they're going to be in the prototype class for endurance racing. Do you think that, or which one do you think is going to come out on top in the first season Porsche. back together, Porsche or Audi? If I'm honest, I think it's going to be Porsche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see those two back after Toyota's just dominated for quite a while. Um. That's sort of weird, actually, because uh, they left and then Toyota started dominating. Now that they're back, with all the knowledge that Toyota's gained, do we think they're going to stay on top uh, when the other two will need some time to get back up to scratch? Or do you think they're just going to pick up right where they left off and start dominating again? Ooh. Amar, what do you think? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, being out of the game for a while, you're at an inherent disadvantage, but... I mean, let's face it, Audi and Porsche, both very technologically advanced manufacturers. So I could see them, you know, being a threat. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, something else that Rashab and I were talking about early in the sort of the beginning of the podcasts mm-hmm. uh, was Porsche going to be doing F1 or putting their F1 engine to any use. Now, I think we both did the research and found out that uh, Volkswagen had essentially banned both Audi and Porsche from doing gas motorsports. Mm. But it seems as though that ban has been lifted because they're both going back to the prototype series in internal combustion engine cars. So, by that logic, do we think the 1,000-some-odd horsepower Porsche F1 engine is coming into the stage right now? I mean, this could be the answer to all of Red Bull's problems. Rashad. I mean, if Do it does happen... this is going to happen? Uh, Sean, oh. you're going to want to repeat that. Oh, no. And we're at 53 minutes. This is what happens when... Ah. Oh, God. All right. Um, Amar, then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they will possibly use these or do you think they'll even consider coming back into F1? What do you think? Oh man, that's, that's like a, this is total speculation. Uh, I would say they're going to look at how it does uh, for some time first before they make that kind of uh, judgment call. I don't know. It'd be cool to see them. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. So, well, I think they'll do it. Uh, Hard Uh, to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm weird back. because um, ooh, is that Rashad back connected? 
Yes. Um. Anyways, though, we were earlier on. Red Bull lost their Honda engine deal, and they were looking for ways to sort of maintain uh, not customer engine status, but uh, partner engine status. This is sort of their way to keep that, unless they buy the rights to the Honda engine, which at this point it's looking slim, like they're going to slim chances that they're going to do that. Mm. Uh, this could be an interesting chance for them. Uh, also, although it's not clear whether they're actually going to use their old F1 engine, uh, according to some sources within Porsche, I'm reading this right now, their F1 engine had 1,000 horsepower. And when they had developed this, it says this was about... 2016, so that was at the time then the most powerful F1 engine. Uh, knowing that Porsche probably kept developing that, that could be a bit of a beast. Uh, I don't know. I really hope that they do something with that engine now that they're back in gasoline motorsports. The internet is going to be lighting up today. I can tell you both that. Um, the speculation will be unbelievable. Lots of it. Um... Anyways, not too many things left on the list to talk about, but something very important is driver transfers. Uh, Now, we talked about drivers leaving the sport earlier on, but we do, or really should talk about, drivers moving teams. Rashab, where is Daniel Ricciardo moving to, and uh, why do we think he's he's doing McLaren, And I think he's doing it so that McLaren can be the funniest team on the grid. It's like, with... Like Lando, who's basically a teenager, um, and Daniel Ricardo, yeah, who's basically also a teenager, mentally a teenager. Um, no insults to Daniel. Basically, but, is know, I mean, he's pretty much mentally a teenager. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, that'll be an interesting team. Those two, uh, Sebastian Vettel leaving. Ferrari to go to Aston Martin. Do we think this will be successful? Uh, Amar, successful? Maybe? Wild card. Uh, I mean, again, it's speculation. I'm but... speculating. Go ahead. Yes, successful. That's a gut feeling to have. Yeah. He could win a race, I think, next year. The car is probably good enough to do it. If it could win a race this year, and assuming that they develop it somewhat over the winter through some sorts of things. I hope, for Sebastian's sake, that he can win at least I mean, one race next year. I'd love it yep. if he could win two. I mean, generally, it'll have to be in, like, a time where Mercedes like, I, at has this point, some sort of a problem. But, you know. Like, Sebastian, it would be a little bit too little, too late. Like, he wanted one world championship with Ferrari. Lewis just couldn't let oh, him yeah. have it. Yeah, but I think of anybody of the people who are switching teams who could win a world championship, and although this is a bold claim, I think Fernando Alonso has a good chance, not next year, but the year after, with the new Renault 2022 car project, which apparently he's excited for. Bold, I know, but Rashad, do you think that could bear any fruits, that partnership with Probably the most toxic. Team I mean, uh, they're toxic, the but moment. they're not bad. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't know what we mean by toxic, Sarah Libitable recently, the F1 team principal of 
Reno. Uh, he's been saying some interesting things about Racing Point, calling them out at pretty much any chance he has. So they've just, at this point, become known as the toxic team of F1. Uh, not much else to say, really. Um, yeah. And I think then, in that case, the final driver switch is going to be Carlos Sainz to Ferrari. He is the one taking Sebastian Vettel's seat. Oh, uh, no. Do you think I that will be any good? I think and Mars Carlos well. do you Sainz think that will be any feels good? sorry for himself. Like, at this point, the Ferrari car, like, he was passing the Ferrari car. And then he realized... That's the car I'm going to be in next year. Yeah, in the race. Like, it's kind of sad. Yeah. I think Ferrari, they'll be faster next year. But in all honesty, I don't think they'll be too much faster mm. than they were this year. Uh, unless they make a big step in the engine side. And then in that case, they can run their high drag car. Uh, that has a lot of downforce. And if they do make a big step on the engine side of things, then I think more teams like Alfa Romeo will be in a better position for next year, even though they have the worst car this year, they could be in a better position next year. Rashab, shall we tell the listeners yet again, uh, the joke's sort of getting old, um, but the joke of the Alfa Romeo is a car that has an engine that's about as useful as an anchor. And but they're so fast in Ferrari. Are about as, as a brick. Uh, does that sum it up well? Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. Wow, that's um, sad. <laughs> yeah, that time when Kimi passes Sebastian Vettel. Actually, the funnier thing was Kimi Raikkonen of Alfa Romeo. Uh, he was, or he finished ahead of both of the Ferrari cars at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Uh, and for those who don't know. Alfa Romeo is owned by Ferrari, but what that means for F1 terms is that they're sort of like the junior team. What that, I mean, the Ferrari junior team beat Ferrari. Generally, that sort of doesn't really happen. And the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix wasn't a crazy race where it was a huge upset. It was just Alfa Romeo genuinely being faster than Ferrari. Um, um, oof, Ferrari? I don't know. They just had a horrible year this year. Not much else to say, really, is it? Um, It'd be so kind of funny if Ferrari dropped out of F1. Then. They have, um, like, the longest history yeah. in F1. Or one of the longest. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if they just dropped out now. Yeah. I think they're trying to do IndyCar, aren't they? I heard yeah, that man should get involved, to get involved in IndyCar. with learning how to um, drive. I bet he doesn't even know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> actually, you could be onto something with that because after the Russian Grand Prix, he was standing outside of his Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Nothing was wrong yeah, with the Stelvio. Uh, it just with seemed a Stelvio, that he didn't know how to drive. Not, turn on. not very well. They could drive a Ferrari. That could be it. You would think that, or a Lusso, maybe. Then again, maybe he wasn't given the keys to one after maybe all the, the 2020 season performance. When Ferrari can't afford a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. <sighs> Final question then. Uh, sort of an open-ended one. Do we have any predictions for next season? Obviously, it's the end of this season. But open-ended question. 
predictions for next season. We can make them as bold as we want. Ferrari Anything. drops out of F1. Uh, okay. Um, I, I no. I have my prediction here. I think that by sometime next year, Not Porsche will announce something about F1. Imagine them announcing that. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong sort of announcement. Uh, we'll have to revisit this episode. Uh couple hundred episodes in the future and see if we were right. But it, we could be completely off. I think Lewis will win, but he will be pushed hard by Max next year, not Bottas, who will be out of the championship by the fifth to last round. I think Bottas, I too mean, bold? Bottas probably not too bold? have a future at Mercedes. I Isn't think he'll be losing a seat after already? next year. That's another prediction. We'll see. Nope, they only do a one-year extension contract with Bottas. So, he will not be... Yeah. Oh, it's because they don't want to get stuck with him. I mean, Perez, the Perez situation has proven that the F1 teams aren't afraid to end a contract. But I don't think Mercedes is even willing to do that. They'll just keep Bottas for as long as the contract is and then drop him at the end of next season. Uh, and then my prediction after that is that George Russell will take the That's Valtteri a bold Bottas's one, seat. considering... Uh, I mean, um, his performance was good, but there's definitely drivers who are better. Yes, agreed. Like, Kimi Reichen, Michael Schumacher, and Lewis Hamilton. I mean, now, you're telling me Perez is better than George Russell? I don't think so. One, one win in well, the entire world. George Perez Russell was given the best car. Uh, George and... Russell got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was rough. Yes, but he it. had a puncture. But still, yes, definitely rough. Really, though. really. Yeah, we think Lewis Hamilton's dog just got out of COVID isolation, and oh my God, I bit bet his tired of shreds. George Russell's tired the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we was able to stalk as COVID. <laughs> Poor Roscoe. Um, <laughs> not much to say about that, really. Um, that's that's pretty much it. We do have some announcements, though, Shab. Uh, mainly centering up around the fact: Will we be doing episodes of the Technically F One podcast in the holiday season, or will we be taking a break next week? It is your decision, Anamar's uh. decision. I mean, it. There's no races. Shop. So I mean, what would we talk about? Old races. Sure, we can make uh, um, every podcast can be about an old race. Uh, we, um, we can speculate about stuff on one uh, podcast. What's the, what's the race I'm thinking of? Uh, I think it's Emola. If you're thinking about the one where Senna die. Oh my god. No. We can't do that. We'll be worse than demonetized. We'll be canceled. <laughs> Our 27 subscribers will rise up and try to kill us. <laughs> um 
Yeah, we can do maybe a classic race next week. Yeah, but we all um, know. We, okay, we'll I'm going to get... I'm gonna so, guess, do like, I have to make a... Demon- demonetized yeah. if we ever create content for the rest of our lives. Um, With this next sentence. But I believe... Right. It. Thanks. Uh, and no, I'm just not going to say this sentence. Yep. I, I think we both know. Yes. Say it off air, and we'll see how egregious it is. <laughs> um... Anyways, uh, Rashad, do I have to make a video next week? Uh, or I mean, I guess next we week? could do that. Yeah, we could do that. All right, we shall be uh, making videos like then next week, possibly a podcast. Uh, Amar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We can actually try to make it good this time. <laughs> um. Amar, would you like to come on for podcast number 20 or like 500 podcast listens? Oh, uh, sure. You just let me know. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Uh, in that case, then I do believe it is time to end this week's Technically F1 podcast. If you did enjoy, uh, subscribe to the podcast. I'm not really sure how that works, but yeah, if you can do it anyways. Uh- sake studio recording production copyright i'm not quite sure the day thank you for listening goodbye